the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us as we get underway at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this Thursday morning, the 17th morning of the month of October in the year of our Lord, 2019. Dr. Everett Piper will be joining me an hour from now. Very much looking forward to that conversation. And uh, looking forward to speaking with you as well. Thank you so much to everybody who came out in uh, what was really, really a great crowd. Uh, uh, dare I say a packed house in the uh, VFW in Parma uh, last night. The uh, relaunch, the rebirth of the Parma Republican Club, which had uh, faded away in recent years and is being revived now because it is an extraordinarily important part and component of uh, conservatism and Republicans continuing to support President Trump in Cuyahoga County. We know that uh, it's a it's an uphill climb to try to win Cuyahoga County in an election cycle, but it is uh, important enough to get every single Republican vote we can because they don't measure by counties. They don't award electoral votes by counties. They reward them by states. And it's important to get the... Uh, uh, full strength of the Republican Party in Cuyahoga County uh, behind President Trump and all of the uh, Republican conservative candidates that are going to be running in 2020 for Congress, for local races, and more. And that's what the whole meeting was la- uh, about last night. Really a great time. Thanks again to Bob Bodie for the invitation. Thanks to Rob Frost, the chairman of the uh, Cuyahoga County Republican Party. He was uh, on hand as well, and uh, it was really a great event. There was a lot of local stuff discussed, a lot of local candidates there as well, including a couple of outstanding city council candidates. And um, I was pleased to be there to discuss things on a bigger picture level with respect to the uh, presidential um, uh, race and election. So uh, thanks again to everybody who came out. I met a lot of really great people, uh, heard a lot of great stories, and I'm looking forward to keeping in contact with a lot of these people as well. So 
That was uh, last night. Now we move on to this morning. Greeted by the news this morning that Representative Elijah Cummings has passed away at the age of 68. And I will tell you, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you, I was worried. I was worried. I told friends this morning by way of text, I hope the president doesn't tweet something that's going to be uh, a problem for himself and for his party. We know that he has had scrapes as President Trump with Elijah Cummings in recent uh, months over the state of things in Baltimore. And that's usually in response to Elijah Cummings and some of his nonstop criticism of the president. Much of it, dare I say most of it, and probably all of it, uh, unwarranted, just blatant partisanship. Elijah Cummings joined, of course, the likes of Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and others in trying to find fault with everything President Trump has done, uh, all getting behind this ridiculous impeachment scandal, which is what it is. Not the president's actions, by the by. His actions weren't scandalous, have not been, talking specifically about the impeachment process which is not being followed according to the rules of precedent. It is being made up as they go along by the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi, which is why we call this a scandal, why I will continue to call this a scandal. The Democrats are perpetrating the scandal, not the President of the United States. Uh, but uh, Elijah Cummings was one of the loudest voices in condemning and criticizing uh, President Trump in this regard. And President Trump, of course, hit back, as he always does, the ultimate counterpuncher, as we all have seen. And he hit back and said, you know, Elijah, rather than criticizing me, uh, and in this case he was talking about uh, for the uh, conditions on the border, saying that the conditions are inhumane and that the uh, people there aren't getting medical care and so on and so forth in the um, in the holding facilities for asylum seekers and illegal aliens who are caught. Uh, you know, you've heard the stories. Elijah Cummings criticized the conditions as being unlivable. And President Trump said, yeah, why don't you stop worrying about the illegal aliens and how they're being treated on the border and start treating your constituents a little bit better. Your uh, district is a rat-infested, drug-infested, crime-infested district. Why don't you serve the people of your district before worrying about the people on the border? That's what it came down to. And, of course, President Trump was hit for racist language. You used the word infested. Clearly, you didn't mean it's infested by rats. You mean it's infested by minorities because you're a racist. And, And on and on and on it went. So I was really, truly afraid that the president this morning would wake up and uh, be greeted by the news of Elijah Cummings' death and maybe say something inappropriate because he uh, he tends to do things like that in the mornings. And uh, I was greeted by this instead. President Trump, 17 minutes ago, right before we came on the air, said, my warmest, by way of Twitter, My warmest condolences to the family and many friends of Congressman Elijah Cummings. I got to see firsthand the strength, passion, and wisdom of this highly respected political leader. His work and voice on so many fronts will be hard, if not impossible, to replace. Mr. President, bravo. That's the right tone to strike. Now, some are going to criticize him, in this case, by saying he's being disingenuous. Ah, he's such a fake, he's such a phony. He doesn't feel that way about Elijah Cummings. We know he's really glad that Elijah Cummings is gone because he was such a strong black voice uh, and uh, and a thorn in the side of the press. You know, this is what they're going to do. President with the left and with the media is in a lose-lose. 
In my estimation, he could have been in a lose situation had he tweeted something insensitive. But instead, he tweeted something very um, uh, respectful and appropriate. So to me, he absolutely wins here. This is the right tone to take. Not sure. In fact, highly doubtful that if the situation were reversed, kind such kind words would be uttered by um, uh, Representative Cummings and others who have the same mindset as he did about President Trump. Not sure if the situation were reversed, if there would be such respectful, kind words. Um, but this is the appropriate approach. Uh, I will I will second it. I was not a fan of Elijah Cummings as a member of Congress. I was not a fan of Elijah Cummings as a representative of not just his constituents, of which I am not one, but as a representative voting on very important things that do affect me and the rest of us. Uh, not a fan of his mindset, his philosophy, his ideology. Not a fan of his unfounded attacks on the President of the United States. But he was a man, a, uh, a husband, a father, a grandfather, and so on and so forth. And as all humans do, is worthy of our condolences in memoriam at a time like this. And that's what I will offer. And I'm glad the president did the same thing. Now, of course, the question becomes, how quickly do they uh, get past the... Uh, and again, they'll find a way. To, see, this is what's really sad. I was going to say, and get back to the business of the people. But they're not even doing the business of the people. How quickly will they get back to trying to impeach the President of the United States, trying to advance this ridiculous, uh, unfounded attack on uh, the will of the people? And I think it's important that we keep that in mind as we talk about this again this morning. You know, the, the attempt to remove Donald Trump from office simply for making the profound error of winning, and, you know, at the end of the day, that is what this is all about. President Trump's biggest crime was winning the election. That made him public enemy number one. How dare you steal that office from Hillary Clinton? Not that he stole it, but that was going to be their allegation. He won it very comfortably in the Electoral College. How dare you steal, though, what was rightfully supposed to be Hillary Clinton's and what was rightfully supposed to be the third term of Barack Obama's transformation of America from free capitalist society to uh, governmental-controlled socialist society. How dare you do that? You must pay a price for that. And that price they have been trying to exact from him over the course of the last now nearly three years. Just shy, as a matter of fact, of three years. So that was the president's biggest mistake, and that's all they're doing is trying to get rid of him. And as I started to say... Understand that this is not just trying to remove him from office. This is removing the will of the people. Through this cloaked process, rather than transparent, it's cloaked, it's opaque. You cannot see in what they're doing in the basement of the Capitol. Through this cloaked process, what they are trying to do is essentially say, your vote didn't count you voted for a guy who doesn't deserve this office, and therefore we are going to negate your vote. We are going to negate your personal will. No matter how much good he may have done with our economy, with our jobs, with our, uh, with our uh, uh, national security, rebuilding of our military, government deregulation, business-friendly approach, all of these things that have led to some really wonderful things domestically and taking us out of things that we he promised he would take us out of. 
things like the Paris Climate Accord, things like the Iran nuclear deal. No matter how much he has tried to crack down on border problems, which we also hired him to do, we're going to undo this vote. We are going to remove him from power, and your vote will have been relegated to nothing. Understand that this is an assault on you more than it is on Donald Trump. And so when they play this game of you don't get to see what is being testified to, what is being said in depositions, what is being alleged, you don't get to see any of it, any of it because we're doing it in the basement of the Capitol building rather than in front of cameras openly, which is the way it's supposed to be. If you're going to take the will of the people away, if you're going to negate their votes, you doggone well better tell them and show them how and why. By doing this uh, in the open, in open committee hearings. Instead, they're doing them in the basement of the Capitol where no press is allowed. And if you're wondering what is being said down there, you only get what they choose to leak to you. And they can paint any picture that they want through out-of-context leaked testimony. I'll give you an example. Bear with me on this, okay? It'll take about two minutes. Let's assume for a second that I wanted to impeach Baker Mayfield from the position of quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. This is a bit of a, a, a kind of a kind of a strange analogy, but work with me on this, okay? We we who are not happy with the performance thus far of the Cleveland Browns want to impeach the quarterback, and the reason is for gross incompetence um, in the position in which he holds. Now we're not going to make this a public affair. We're going to do this. In the, in the quiet and in the dark of the basement of the Cleveland Browns facilities in Berea, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to examine every footstep he took this season. Every step that he has taken when he comes back after the snap, uh, every step forward, every cock of his arm, every firing of the football, every decision that he made, et cetera, et cetera, okay? We're going to evaluate this ourselves. And then what we're going to do is we're going to leak videos of the worst plays Baker Mayfield has made this season. We're going to leak every couple of days two or three more examples of how bad his uh, throws have been, right? And we're going to use that to drum up support for our impeachment movement. And if the only thing you see are the mistake plays, what is the general public likely to do? They're likely to agree, this guy's terrible. But what they aren't showing you is the video that they have of touchdown throws, perfectly placed balls, great decisions, great leadership, etc., etc. They're only giving you the negative uh, uh, film. They're releasing it, cherry-picking it, every little negative thing that he has done. And they're going to keep the rest of it hidden from view. What are you going to think? You're going to think this guy's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, dump him, impeach him, get rid of him. And it will be a fraud. Now, that's a little bit of a clunky analogy this year because he's not having a good year through the first six games of the season. I think we all know that. But it would be unfair to show only his negative clips, right? And not show any of the positive. That's what they're doing to President Trump. 
They are having these depositions. They are having these interviews. They are having this testimony being given in the darkness of the, of the basement of the Capitol and only releasing the negative clips of film, only releasing things that they think will make the president look bad, that will make the president look guilty, dirty, corrupt, collusionary, whatever. That's what they're doing, not giving you the full context of everything else that is said down there. Is it fair to judge somebody only on the negative clips presented? No. It wouldn't be fair if you did it to a quarterback, and it sure as hell is not fair when you're doing it to the President of the United States. We'll be right back. All right, 926 now to Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to say thank you yesterday for uh, yesterday's wonderful, wonderful uh, showing of generosity by so many people uh, as we did our Heartbeat International campaign. A uh, very important fundraising day yesterday. The fundraising continues throughout the month of October. We have partnered to save babies' lives. And i got to tell you, the, the response has been terrific. We have had people, I will not give last names to protect uh, privacy, uh, and, uh, you know, in the case people re- wish to remain anonymous, but I'm just going to give you the first names of some of the donors. Thank you, Peggy, for your $75 donation. Thank you so much, uh, Mikhail, for your $25 donation. Thank you to Lawson and Dorothy for $75 donations. You keep the option line open for Heartbeat International, for one hour each with each of those $75. And guess what? According to the statistics, you save a life, a baby's life, each time you make one of these donations. Because now the lines are staffed, and the people, the the callers, the uh, desperate mothers-to-be who just don't know what to do if they find themselves in a very precarious situation and they're not sure if they can keep their baby, you give them the Pregnancy Resource Center contact information and you help them along the way and choose, help them to choose life for their babies. Everybody who donated has, has helped in this way. Thank you to Eric, who donated $150. Thank you to Polly, who donated $450. And thank you, Richard, who kept the phone lines open for Option Line with Heartbeat International for an entire day with an $1,800 donation yesterday. These are just some of the wonderful people that believe in life and that answered the call when I reminded everyone that our government, imperfect as it is, does not fund life-saving, baby-saving organizations. They fund life-taking and baby-killing organizations like Planned Parenthood under the guise of, quote, women's health care. We know better. And if the government won't fund the life-saving organizations, then we have to do it ourselves. And that's exactly what this campaign is all about. So I'm going to remind you again that a hundred and fifty or excuse me, a seventy-five dollar donation will save a baby's life. A one hundred and fifty dollar donation will save two lives. It keeps these phone lines open for an hour at a time. Uh when you make a seventy-five dollar donation, and they take up to thirty thousand calls per month on average. In, uh, from desperate women in, uh, in, in situations that, quite frankly, without the advice and the counsel of Option Line, may lead to abortions. So please consider donating. Go, on, uh, go online at whkradio.com. Click on the banner out at the top that says Option Line. 
option line uh, for Heartbeat International and donate your $75 right now. If you have it, please do it. Uh, donate $150 to save two lives and keep the phones open for two hours a day. 450 for four hours, as one of the people did. $900 for a half day, and as I mentioned, the $1,800 keeps those phone lines open for a full day. One person keeping option line open for a full day with an $1,800 donation. Now, like I said, uh, not everyone has $1,800 or $450 to give, but if everybody listening could do just the minimum of 75 or whatever you could see fit to do, it's a charitable donation. It's tax deductible. It'll help you when your taxes come um, uh, uh, this spring in April when you file them. Please consider doing that now. Go to uh, whkradio.com. Click on the option line banner that you see at the top of the page and make your donation to save babies' lives right now. We'll be right back after the news. Glad to hear Dr. Sebastian Gorka there uh, with that little promotion because I want to use this opportunity to promote his appearance in Cleveland, Ohio, along with the appearance of Hugh Hewitt. And they will join uh, Peter Kersenow and I in our home city, home area, uh, coming up on November 21st. The War for America's Soul is on. You know that, right? It doesn't start next year in the election year. It's on right now. Quite frankly, it really hasn't ended since the 2016 election, and they tried to invalidate it with this ridiculous uh, impeachment query, the nonsense of the Russia uh, investigation uh, on collusion. It is a war, and we are battling it each and every day. I wish Larry was coming to this one, uh, Larry Elder, because he likes to, I think he phrases it the best at the top of every hour, we've got a country to save. And that's exactly what this war is all about, saving our country. Hugh Hewitt, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, P- uh, Peter Kersenow, and I will be uh, meeting with you to strategize on how to do exactly that November 21st, 7 p.m., Holiday Inn, Rockside, in Independence. We're going to talk about the march towards socialism. You saw it on full display Tuesday night in uh, Westerville, Ohio, down outside of Columbus at Otterbein. You saw it. You saw socialism on display on that stage. Um, Iran waging war and just waiting to fill the potential void in Syria if the Kurds are routed. Uh, restricted free speech and religious rights. We talk about this on a daily basis. Racial tensions, racial allegations. The United States faces these domestic and global dangers every single day. And with international threats uh, beyond our borders, uh, look, uh, we, are, we are in the fight for our lives. We're in the fight for our very existence as a capitalist-free uh, society. It's just that simple. The United States Constitution is under siege. The rule of law is under siege. And we have to find a way to strategize, organize, and fight back. And it's more, I told the crowd last night at Parma, at the Parma Republican Club, first meeting of the new version of the Parma Republican Club. You got to do more than just vote. Don't just be quiet and cast your vote, seriously. You're going to have to be more vocal. I know it's hard to do, it's hard to wear the red hat. It's hard to wear the uh, uh, the Trump T-shirts, put on the bumper stickers. I know because I, I've talked about why I don't do it uh, for fear of being attacked, assailed, vandalized, whatever the case might be. But we do have to be out and vocal in whatever capacity we can. Don't just vote, but you got to bring people with you along for the ride. 
And I don't mean just on voting day. I mean in getting them to also bring people with them. So anyway, it's a strategy session. The War for America's Soul. We'll call this uh, kind of our, uh, our, our pre-war uh, strategy session. You don't go into war without a battle plan. And this is what we'll do. We'll formulate it on November 21st in Independence. Be there. Um, there are tickets available. VIP tickets still available. Not a ton of them, though. And general admission tickets are available as well. If you want to have dinner with us, VIP tickets are $75. If you don't just want to attend the uh, program, the stage presentation, tickets are $30. You can save money if you are a fan of the uh, Answer Seek, or if you are part of the Answer Seekers fan club. So uh, please, uh, get your tickets now at whkradio.com. Be there with us to hear Hugh and Dr. Gorka and Peter Kersenow and myself as we work together to become activists and not just passive voters in support of this country. The war for America's soul is on. Kate is calling us from Vermilion on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Kate. What's on your mind this morning? Hi. Good morning. You know what? I wanted to report back to you because I attended the um, uh, debate for mayor of Lorraine yesterday, and they also had other debates. Um, for Mayor of um, Illyria and, you know, the Clerk of County sure. Courts. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to say that was very, very interesting was at the end, they were each asked a question about whether they, if they were mayor, they would be uh, susceptible to, or how would they handle the cooperation with the police department and ICE. And I held my breath on this one, okay? And now they had two write-in candidates candidates for Lorraine Mayor. And then, of course, they had two attorneys, Jack Bradley and Jesse Teller. All four candidates, each one said, one rep- worked for the 34, 34 years for the federal government and said, you know what, I, I'm a 34-year government employee, and the federal law is the law, and that the only time ICE comes in is when they are arresting criminals, and that we should not be afraid to have um, other citizens that are, you know, immigrants, illegal immigrants, um, as long as they're doing nothing, they should not have a worry. Each one reinstituted that. And in the sanctuary city of Lorraine, that's amazing, amazing. Every single one of them agreed that they would cooperate with ICE because ICE is coming in to work with the local police departments to arrest criminals, which is what you know, they've been saying ICE all along, you know, you don't have to worry if there's, unless you're overstayed and haven't attended your, you know, your um, your meeting, whether or not you're permitted to stay in the United States, and then you just went low and hid, you know, because you were going to be removed. That was what you would have been informed by. The only interesting one that uh, I did hear uh, say the opposite was Holly Brinda from Illyria. Well, she started off me. with, we're a nation of immigrants. Yeah, that that doesn't, which means nothing. Which means yeah. nothing, because no, nobody's because saying we are not a nation of immigrants, immigrants, or will continue to be. We are yeah. also a nation of laws. Isn't it funny, uh, Kate, how Democrats like Holly Brinda on the local level, and then, of course, mm-hmm. all the way up to the mm-hmm. uh, federal level, isn't it funny how they are con- continually screaming about President Trump, no one is above the law. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to illegal aliens, they are above the law. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to obey law. the law, and we can't enforce it upon them. It is right. such a hypocrisy, and I and and I'm not shocked by that at all. And I, I, I am shocked say- by what you said about um, Lorraine, though. And I have this question for you: mm-hmm. Did anybody tape it? Is there any video uh, yes, or audio of the, those the, statements? Yeah, the, the coalition, the Hispanic community chips, they taped it. Um, is there access to it? Is there public access? I'd like to uh, yes, air, I'd like to air sure the how. answers of those candidates. Yeah, I'm not sure how, but yes, there is access to it because it was being taped by by Chips, which was what the Coalition of Hispanic Community or something. Uh, I I I lack the 
information right now because you're asking me for the acronym, but mm-hmm. it is CHIPS, and it is going to be available because that's why they said they were taping it. So, yes, it is available. Well, I'll, I'll and, ask our uh, producers to look into that to see if they can find it. But, Kate, if you happen to stumble it. across it on your own, do me a favor and give us a call back or send me an email or something because I would like to air what those answers were. That is very encouraging. It is encouraging. The candidates did that. Um, yes, and, and because, well, I, I really thought they should say it because two of them, the major nominees, are mm-hmm. t- attorneys. Jesse Towers an attorney, and so is Jeff Bradley. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, I want to say something else, too. I, well, uh, before you do, the, let me say yeah. this about that, by the way. Okay. I don't want to impugn anybody's integrity, but I will say that, um, I, I, and I don't know a ton about the, the four of them, but but the one that I can tell you that I fully believe means what she said is Jesse Tower. Oh, absolutely, uh, I, and she she's the most qualified. Uh, hearing her out, um, yeah. she was the most prepared because she came with um, she went up there with with her papers so that she could pull things out really quickly and make sure that she hit every bullet point. Where mm-hmm. all the other ones basically just spoke from the cuff and very, gave very little information because they were taking time to try and think, and of course they're they're being timed for what a minute and a half response exactly. or two, and so they were not. Giving giving the information, and everything she gave out was detailed, and she did a great job, and she literally, I mean, with all respect to Attorney Jack Bradley, she is the most qualified, because she's worked with, what, eight governors, and she has worked uh, um, for the state many times in different positions. She's an attorney also, and she's moving forward with lots of great plans, and she is you know, quite not only is she the most qualified, I, I would say this, um, she, she is just due. Because how many decades in a row of strictly democratic rule does the city of Lorraine need to live under and to only to see constant um, uh, uh, downturns in their economy and their jobs and their yeah. schools? I mean, the city of Lorraine has just been a nightmare, and they have never changed leadership. So not only is Jesse Tower the most qualified, also just being a member of a different party means, you know what, a fresh start here let's look at things from a different approach than the liberal democratic approach in the city of lorraine which has failed the residents of lorraine failed the school students of lorraine literally for decades yes i agree i agree and i'm hoping uh, that this change might be uh, um, maybe a more positive change for the city of lorraine i um, I, that was my hometown. I grew up there, and I'd like to see a more positive change, and in the school system too. So I think um, uh, all of the candidates did a great job speaking. Um, but if I would sit back and listen, like I did to all of them, the most qualified is Jesse Tower, and I hope um, that. that the other uh, public, you know, really takes the time to listen here. Now, the second thing I want to tell you is that one of the fundraisers I attended, um, uh, a gentleman from the Republican Party. Now, I'm an independent. I vote the best person. And I have to tell you, there were some people for other positions that gave um, a speech last night. They were Democrat. And I thought, you know what? They are the most qualified. So I judge on your uh, credentials, so to speak. I, I do too, be. Kate, but I will say this, um, and I would say this to everybody. Be careful that you don't decide and judge on someone's qualifications solely on one night's speech or no, one no, night's no, no, no. Pres- presentation or debate or whatever. You've got to look at records, too, and yes, see what, who exactly they are, right. what they have stood yes. for, what they have done in the past. And they, have, they, they spoke about their records and okay. what their achievements, and they were good achievements and positive and things Fair like enough. that. Now, I, when I spoke with this gentleman at this fundraiser, he uh, was head of the, I think it was North Ridgeville Republican Party, and we were talking, and he said, you know, he said, um, 
we have a problem with our Republican Party. He says, what? And he says, well, locally, we have a website. We're not putting what we really, really stand for. And I said, and why not? That's your website. Why are you not putting? Like, why aren't you saying we're in a fight against socialism in this country? And this is what we stand for. Everyone locally should have their website and should be putting that on the website. That's what they should be putting forth. You I don't agree. have to just put the national platform. You need to get uh, people involved locally. And before they can even get interested, maybe to go on nationally and locally, you have to tell them what you stand for. And that's where they're making a big mistake. You know, the Democrats, they really take advantage of any technology. I mean, since Trump, they're getting smarter with the Republicans, but they we have to start at the grassroots locally. And they need to start changing their platforms and put on their website locally what well, they what they stand for. I, I, I was surprised. I, when I, he said I completely that. agree, Kate, and I'm so glad you called with this information. Thank you so much. I'm going to say this though before we take our time out here about the first part of what Kate said. Um, I'm glad to hear all four candidates in that race say that they are for federal laws being enforced and express support for ICE and so express support for local law enforcement cooperating with ICE. Um, but I would be careful as to who I believed. I'm glad to hear them all, but I would be careful before deciding who I believed. I believe Jesse Tower. I don't, and then I didn't, in fairness, I need to hear the, uh, speeches themselves or the responses themselves. That's why I was asking if somebody can get the audio, uh, of that or the video of that from last night. That would be fantastic. Uh, so I can maybe try to judge sincerity, but that's just one part of it. But I will say this, um, it is, it is encouraging because the city of Lorraine has been a de facto sanctuary city, uh, for a few years now. I remember talking to the chief of police out there on these airwaves about three years ago, Sel Rivera, and we talked about, uh, the sanctuary city status and he denied that completely saying there is absolutely no such declaration. And he's right in that there wasn't one passed by city council and the mayor. Uh, that they're a sanctuary city. But in practice, the police department essentially said we will not cooperate or report to ICE when we uncover illegal aliens in the course of our regular duties. And that's all we're talking about, by the way, in that city, in Cleveland, Ohio, in Painesville, Ohio, or anywhere else. What we're talking about is not saying that the local police departments should go out there searching for illegal aliens. And every time they see somebody who might be of Latino uh, ethnicity, uh, go up to them and say, let me see your papers. Let me see your identification. Oh, we got one. We're not saying they have to do the job of ICE. That's not even the job of ICE. (laughs) ICE doesn't even do that. ICE only responds to criminal acts by illegal aliens. They will, uh, they will begin deportation proceedings, apprehensions of deportation proceedings when, uh, crimes are committed, not just the presence of an illegal alien. All right? So nobody is suggesting that, that local police, uh, need to go out there and actually be on, you know, illegal alien patrol. However, if in the course of their jobs they uh you know pull somebody over or they respond to a call and and they do find somebody uh that they are arresting detaining etc and they find out they are illegal just making the call to federal authorities is is not some sort of selling out of their community and it's not overstepping their bounds as local law enforcement Law enforcement agencies cooperate with one another all the time. Local will facilitate their their efforts with state, state, state. Uh, local police, for example, work work with state highway patrol uh, on various things. Um, local, state, and federal law enforcement is all working for the same thing: the upholding of American law. And again, saying that uh, you know, telling local officers in Lorraine 
Chief Rivera and others that all you have to do is if you do come across somebody in the regular course of doing your job on patrol and on responses to calls and investigations, if you do uncover illegal activity, including illegal um, uh, illegally entering this country, being here illegally, you just report it to uh, uh, law enforcement at the federal level and let them do whatever it is that they're going to do. That's the way it's supposed to work. So thank you, Kate, and thank you to those uh, candidates, especially Jesse Tower. If you're a voter in Lorraine, I cannot tell you strongly enough how uh, qualified this woman is. I had a long 15-minute interview with her uh, last week, and I was, could not be more impressed. She has an ex- abundance of experience in the law, with the law, obviously, as an attorney, and uh, also in state government, and uh, she is ready to help turn the city of Lorraine around in a way that Democrats have not been able to do literally for decades. All right, thanks uh, so much for that. Quick uh, time out here. More calls coming right up on AM 1420. Wow, that's a little uh, tricky. Uh, Our DJ, meaning our uh, producer, Derek, doesn't know that that used to be the clothes music that I played (laughs) That's right. I was ready to sign off. All right. Thanks for being with us. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good one. I uh, appreciate that. Dennis is calling us from Lorraine as well on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Dennis. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's on your mind? L- Listen, I was at that debate last night also, mm-hmm. and I don't know why Kay called in given that, that untruthful information. Oh. Jesse Tower was the only one that said, hey, I am a lawyer. I follow the law, whether it be state, local, or federal. That is exactly what Jesse said. I know Jesse. Uh, I'm, you know, I called before. I'm a pastor. Her and her father and I are good friends over 47 years. I don't know why this lady would call in and make that statement. Get the tape, Bob. Get the tape. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I would love it. I, I, I absolutely would love it. Yeah. Um, I, I have to admit, as I told Kate when she called a moment ago, uh, I was very surprised to hear that all of the candidates would be in favor of, uh, you know, supporting law enforcement in such a way, because that's not been the Democrat platform here when it comes to ICE. Um, so that's why I would really like to hear what all four of them had to say. Uh, and as I said to her, without hearing any of them, I would question the believability of some of them, but not Jesse. I, cause I, I, I know enough about Jesse and I think I, I was able to glean enough of her character when I spoke with her for about 15 minutes last week to know that she's sincere. And I don't know if believe one of the me. others would have been. Bob, believe me, she yeah. is solid as a rock. I uh, am, I'm going to change it to independent. I've been a Democrat all of my life. You're walking but away. You're, you're part of the walk away campaign. Walk yeah, away from yeah. the Democrat Party and their long litany of lies. Good for you, Dennis. Well, but it's, it's, it's this lady, and she sounds so sweet and sincere, and she said only Brenda told the, uh, said that she was standing for the law. Not Jesse's the only one. The rest of them gave the story that, well, we are an international community and we are a land of immigrants. You know, they skirted it. She came out. It was short, quick, to the point. I will stand behind the law. And I want to say this, Bob, whether you're black, white, uh, brown, vote for Jesse. Her theme is giving the power back to the people. She said something that stuck with me today. Vote. If you want your power, vote for Jesse Tower. And she I love it. sees right 
and she sees straight. She don't see clicks, cliches. She don't get involved in that. This woman is one of the most solid Christian women I've ever met in my life. I don't know, but one other woman that is sweet as she is, and that is my wife, Beverly. <laughs> well, you better you better make sure you rank those in the right order. <laughs> Dennis, thank you for the call, my friend. God bless. I appreciate your clarification on that. Maybe Kate heard it a little differently. I don't know. I'm not going to cast aspersions on anybody, but I will say, if anybody's got audio or video, you know, usually these kinds of things, people have their, um, you know, their cell phone recorders out and they're videotaping these types of things. I know a lot of people videotaped my speech last night to uh, uh, to the Palmer Republican Club. If anybody's got it and has uploaded it and can share it with me, I would very much like to hear it. Because uh, it is encouraging to know that at least one candidate, as you say, uh, uh, you know, said that I believe in the rule of law, and I hope our local law enforcement does indeed cooperate with federal law enforcement, because that's what it's all about. We can be a nation of immigrants without being a nation of lawbreakers. We can be a nation of immigrants without being a nation that says, because you're an immigrant, the law doesn't apply to you. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are a nation of legal immigration, and that's what it's got to be. And uh, if I absolutely believe Jesse Tower said that. I'd be very surprised if the others said it, and if they did, if they meant it in the same way. Hey, I want to tell you this for the top of the hour. Voting ends on October 31st for the Salem Culture Warrior of the Year. We will announce the winner in November. And in early 2020, there will be an award presentation to the winner. Salem took in uh, over 500 nominees to the Salem Editorial Board. And it was narrowed down to uh, these six finalists for Salem Culture Warrior of the Year based on the ability that they have to fight the good fight for the right reason. One of the criteria to get nominated was that they have suffered the slings and arrows of public discontent because of their positions and fought on bravely anyway. This is the culture war that we are in. The finalists, as determined by the Salem Editorial Board, the best and brightest of the conservative movement, fighting the good fight on a daily basis, are Candace Owens, former liberal Democrat, now the founder and sponsor of the Blexit movement, which is the black exit from the Democrat Party. Alan Sears, leader of the Alliance Defending Freedom for more than 20 years, helping fight battles for religious liberty. Gary Sinise, Hollywood actor, superstar, who has uh, braved the uh, liberal Hollywood uh, mindset to continue to be conservative and patriotic. Uh, Abby Johnson, one of the top managers of Planned Parenthood, until she, that fateful day when she realized what the baby and the mother were really going through and realized what was happening was murder, and she then became one of the most outspoken pro-life advocates in the country. Franklin Graham, not easy being the son of America's most famous preacher, but Reverend Franklin Graham forged his own identity on a daily basis and continues the fight for right on a daily basis. And Charlie Kirk, who started Turning Point USA when he was 18 years old, now he's 24 and has chapters on over 1,200 college and high school campuses, convincing young people that the liberal leftist ways they've been taught are uh, they run counter to the founding of a free nation. They are the sixth Culture Warrior of the Year. Finalists, please vote at whkradio.com for whom you think should be the winner of the Culture Warrior of the Year award, and uh, we certainly appreciate that. Go to whkradio.com. Dr. Everett Piper joins us next on AM 1420. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.